Welcome to the Break New Ground Podcast. My name is Luis Prado, aka B-Boy L. Prad, and we are bringing you this episode during quarantine. We're actually having episode 20 during the middle of a pandemic. This is a very special episode. We have a very special guest. I would like to say that this is arguably the most handsome guest we've had on the podcast. He definitely has the best beard in the game, and he is like a silent assassin on the dance floor, but I can only hype him up for so long. So without further ado, Everybody say what's up to Looney, repping until we die. Looney, thank you for coming on the podcast, man. Yes, sir. Thank you. Damn, that was a dope-ass intro. I'm going to have to say that. I'm going to cut that, and I'm going I'm, I'm to play it in front of every dance video i got now. That shit was tight. I was like, what? <laughs> so special. Thank you. Thank you for having me, man. I play that at all your birthdays, bro. Play that at your first child's birth. Like, you got to... <laughs> Let them know. Let them hey, know. When I walk down the aisle, you know what I'm saying? Like that's what I'm going here. Like, yo, that's that's my life now, man. You just made my you, you just made my life. That's cool. I like that. Um, so for those of you who don't know, Looney is a dancer. He is he is a multi-talented man. But just first and foremost, I know him as a dancer. I knew him in the big in the breaking community, um, and he has left an impression on me multiple times. We battled before, and I lost. Just for the record, everybody wants to know. Um, and he's currently also doing something that I'm doing, which is translating those talents to the All Styles community, the Open Styles Battles. And um, this guy's also an actor. He's an actor. He's like a model. This guy dresses all the way through. He pulls up to a jam, like, outdressing everybody. And for what? You know what I mean? So we're here to explore what he's all about, what his story is, and uh, how we can dissect everything, because he's got a lot of stories to tell. We kind of got into it before the podcast, but... Uh, like I said before, I can only hype you up for so long. I think it's better that you explain what you do so that you get the same question as everybody else. The first question on the podcast, who is Looney and how do you describe what you do as an artist? You know, it's crazy. Uh, it's so, it, you know, to be honest, it's so hard to talk about myself. Dude, I'm never one to just like really just talk about myself. I, I always feel like like it's bragging or, or whatever. You I know what I'm saying? So it's, it's a rough question that, to answer for me personally because I'm like, damn, who, would, who is this? You know what I'm saying? Like, for real. Like, who, how do I explain myself? Because I know in my head who I am, but how do I explain myself? And I guess, like, honestly, like, the best way to just get it out there is, is dude, I'm, I'm what my name is, dude. I'm crazy. You know what I'm saying? Straight up, like, people have told me before so you crazy you know what i'm saying like and it's the best compliment for me because then i know you know what i'm not normal right you know what i'm saying i'm different and, and that's good for me and, and you stand out yeah that's all i ever wanted to be was different you know what i'm saying and, and just hopefully inspire people you know that may feel weird you know it's okay to be weird like i'm a, i'm a giant weirdo i may look i may look a certain way or look, however you guys may see me as you know mm -hmm. what i mean but if you really know me dude i'm a, I'm a freaking i'm a weirdo dude like straight <laughs> up like, which is good right because that's yeah. that's what makes you stand out i think that's what yeah. makes you you um, no of course like every everyone in the world tries to be perfect and i i think that's the biggest mistake because perfection you can't get it first of all and then when you try to get it it's like it's unfulfilling because it's not you. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. and flaws matter because flaws make you you. It make you unique. It make you interesting. So be weird. Trust me. Be weird. It's, be it's weird, it, bro. It's, Dang, the tagline of the podcast so soon. He's already, he's killing it. This is it. This is his moment. Yeah. But he brought up a good point. I think individualism is something that's often lost. And uh, in a community where it is important to stand out, where everybody kind of fights for that. You know what I mean? Right. A lot of people do it in the wrong way. Right. You know, they copy the successful 
mold or whatever, but people can also succeed by standing out on their own. Of course. And, it, 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 and to that point where it's like just being an individual, you know what I'm saying? But not to the extreme, because I've noticed this a lot. Like everyone's so focused on being an individual sometimes that they forget about the community. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's okay to care about your community and the people around you and also be yourself. You know what I'm saying? So don't get lost. Basically, don't get lost in the sauce. Don't get lost right? in the sauce. You know what I'm uh, be you and, and you know just help out you know your brothers and sisters that's it yeah because that's how you were raised you know what i mean like your environment allowed you to get to where you are today yeah exactly. you know that's where your supporters come from that's where all the people that have you know helped you get to where you are today that's where they come from it's important not to forget that right um but we, we covered that you're a weirdo but what do you do as an artist because you do a lot, but you know, I could just sit here and talk about you all day, yeah. bro. We can do this, but I want you to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, like I said, it's hard, man, because like the things that people see and all that stuff is, is, I don't know, man, it's hard to talk about. It's weird. It's crazy. I don't know. It's a weird thing for me. But like as an artist, man, I, honestly, I just try, try to push the limits, dude. Like, because people have done so much, right? People have inspired me so much and, um, and, 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 and in many ways, like it's, it's not just dancing and things that I see like that. Uh, art, artists all over, in any industry has inspired me, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? And, and I want to inspire people. So as an artist, like I want to be the most creative. And, and I try to push creativity as much as I can because a lot of people think that like, oh, I'm a plumber, I can't be creative. No, no, nah, hell no, nah, dude, it's not true. dude. Like you can be so creative, you can create a tool that helps right. you be a better plumber. Like you can be an artist, in what you do of course and that's what i push dude i push it so much like i really think that people sometimes just lose the creative side and lose the inner child mm -hmm. as far as that goes you know being creative like when you're a kid you, you think of all these crazy ideas right well well whatever you know what i mean and as an adult you start to lose that you start to get stressed you start to worry just about money and bills yeah. and, and, and everything becomes monotone like right yeah. so that's as a creative i want to push creative limits mm -hmm. so if the ceiling gets higher, that means that your level can rise yeah. further. You know what I'm saying? That's true. So as an artist, that's what I, I personally want to do and just contribute to art in that way, just trying to build creativity amongst everyone. That's a good point. You brought up a good point. We're like, as you grow up, you typically tend to lose that childish side of your mind. And um, I think that's why it's so important for everybody to be involved in the arts. Um, one thing that I think stands out maybe you know a lot more people like this but i don't know so many um you're an actor right. you're an actor and you play these like if i had to cast you for roles you would play like like wolverine punisher type like right. john wick this right. is this right. is also one thing <laughs> you you really compare yourself to john wick you self-proclaim yourself right, right as a john wick of the dance community and i agree right i agree but where did that come from and is and is that your favorite movie yes so which like, one Honestly, all of them are really like super dope. But the first one, it has to be the first one. Classic. Because, yeah, yeah. The it, classic it, it started the story. You know yes. what I'm saying? Yes. So it has to be the first one. I love all of them. They're all made differently. Um, the story just continued through all of them. And it, it, it was an amazing uh, trilogy. And I'm it's pretty gonna sure they're going to make more. Yeah. yeah. No, for sure. They're going to make more. And uh, Keanu Reeves is back. He's one of my favorite actors. Yes. He's super underrated. Yes. Uh, it re just recently, people started to get on that Keanu wave. Right. I've always been on it, and I never hated on him. Like, a lot of people said, oh, he's like a super 
one tone actor kind of dude like you know what I mean like he's just this surfer kind of you know what I mean like whoa dude yeah. he's that kind of actor I'm like nah he has not. range dude, he has he range hella range and, and, and that's the thing a lot of people just are like whatever about they don't really dissect things like that as an actor you, you tend to notice things like that and learn things about other actors and, and mm -hmm. the tools they get just like a dancer right someone outside of dance doesn't really dissect a dancer like a dancer would dissect a dancer right you it's know true. what i mean very so, true uh as an actor I, I look at other actors and i'm like dude this dude is bananas like right. you guys don't understand what he's doing um but he, he he's doing a lot he brings a lot to characters mm -hmm. that i personally we have the boat valve. We got crazy drivers <laughs> over here. Driving by They're contributing like, to the environment, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So uh, um, back to oh, I'm sorry. What Keanu. Yeah, Keanu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I saw myself as John Wick in the dance community. How that all started. Actually, JoJo started that thing, and, and Seven started calling me that. Right. A couple people from Seven were like, "Oh, it's John Wick, John Wick, right?" Because they saw me in suits, and they yeah. saw how I got down, and they just, in, in my long hair at the time, right, yeah, they were that's like, true. oh, John Wick, John Wick. So they called me John Wick first, and, and I embraced it, honestly. Uh, that's how it started. But uh, I always I always connected characters like that. Like, it was perfect, like you said, like Wolverine, Punisher, John Wick. These are the characters I, I connect to, and I try to bring that side, you know, that character into yeah. dancing and stuff like that. But the one image I want to put out there the most is John Wick. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, it's ju it's just dope. Like, yeah, his no, characters just dope. Hundred you know percent. And I can't think of anybody else in the scene, or I, I would say, like, at a global level too, that would resemble that character to that degree. Right. Um, and this is also something that I want to point out. We were talking about this a little bit before the podcast. Uh, you as a dancer, your style is very sharp. Right. You're very like, like I said, to the jugular type of type of dancer, especially when you battle, um, which is very. I don't want to say it's uncommon for b boys because you don't really want to talk down on every b boy. But being that clean and being that direct, but also maintaining this intensity while you break, it's, it's an art, man. Like, not that we're not already in an art form, but it's an art in itself. So I just wanted to ask you, where does that come from? Where does that inspiration to develop that type of style come from? Yeah, man. No, first of all, I appreciate that, dude. The, 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 um, the, the one thing that I noticed is, it, or the one thing I've always felt, to be honest, is unappreciated in the mm. scene. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it's because of my style or whatever, or or maybe it's because how I look on the dance floor, and maybe I don't look approachable, but I've always just had this feeling where people just kind of like shied away or didn't give me any props for what I do. And to me, I feel like what I bring to the table is, is unique. You know, yeah. the, what I, I mean, that's just me personally, but, um, and, and, and if you don't agree, that's, that's cool, but, like to develop that style i've had to work hard at it because one thing is yo i can just get a bunch of moves and do all this stuff like yeah. like anybody else you know what i'm saying a bunch of people can get whatever move you know it's not impossible to get it um and and the style that i developed was was very complex mm -hmm. i wanted it to be complex because yeah. i just didn't want to be boring right you know what i mean right. i wanted to to hit everyone on different levels and that's how my style is, right? So it is very sharp, direct, and I, and I work hard to try to be as clean as possible. And maybe sometimes I, I play it safe, and other times I go more extreme. But um, that's just that's just who I am. I don't want to go out there, and I don't want to rep myself sloppy. Right. You know, I don't want to be like that. So I try to be as clean as possible. And uh, for the most part, dude, I freestyle a lot of my rounds. Like mm. I make moves. That's true. Yes, I do make moves, but. 
by uh, in betweens are freestyles. Right. It, really well, it should be, on, right? Yeah, it should be, dude. It really depends on the music and how I connect to it. Right. And if a DJ gives me a shitty beat, guess what, dude? <laughs> I'm gonna dance shitty, and that's just that's just that's just who I am. And a lot of people said, oh, you should make sets and, and stuff like that oh, man. To, to compensate for shitty music because we're gonna get it. Right. But I'm like, it, it, I'm not staying true to myself if that's the case. I might lose that round, but at least I'm staying true to myself. Right. That's true. You know what I mean? Like straight up. But back to it, like the style that I that I'm trying to create with, with myself is is yeah, like dude, I just want to be, I just want to make this presence. I want to be this this giant puzzle that or story that's just put together from start to end, and that's what my round is, right? Mm-hmm. It's a story. That's true. I'm telling from top to bottom and back up again. Uh, this is this is the journey I'm, I'm going through with the music, right? And this is what I'm doing, and and the the fact that I'm aggressive and straightforward is because I'm in a battle. Usually I won't, in a cypher I won't really be like that, right? Because I'm chilling. Right. Yeah. Someone calls me out. Yeah, yeah. And guess right. what? It's a battle, right? So if you think of it as, as like John Wick, John Wick walking his dog, he's just going to be walking yeah, his dog. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But if someone's trying to assassinate him, oh, right. you know, that's a, that's a different, different story. Yeah, right. yeah. Yep. So that's, that's where it gets, it gets turned on in a battle because now I'm at war with someone else. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I start doing that. I start coming for the the throat stuff, you know? here we go so, what, it is. <clears throat> what you mentioned that I think is super important is telling a story a lot of people have lost that sense of um, not art necessarily but it's, it's just a lost way of, of battling these days I feel like a lot of people do the first thing that you mentioned which is just put together a lot of impressive moves that anybody can get to be honest like air flares are a cool move but anybody can do air flares you know the more yeah. you train whatever etc but who can incorporate an air flare in a story? Right. Who can like add layers to it? Who can be detailed with it? You know, everything is, it's not necessarily what you do, it's how you do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were also talking about this before the podcast. I think it's a generational thing. Mm-hmm. I think like this new generation, we've been pushed a lot the concept of like, the doper your moves are, mm-hmm. the more viral you'll get, the more attention you'll get. So nobody's trying to tell a story no more. Everyone's just trying to be like, this is how impressive my moves can be. I can spin on my pinky, like fuck yeah, your story. Right, right, right. It's about these pinkies and spinning on it, you know what I mean? <laughs> Which right. is fine. There's a, there's a lane for everybody. Yes. That's that's why this scene is so cool. But that's why I appreciate what you do because you tell a story. And when you watch, it's not like mindless. Where like I can just watch your rounds and be like brain dead. Mm-hmm. I have to really think about what you're doing. And I have to pay attention. Mm-hmm. You challenge the judges and you challenge their eye. So that's also why I brought you on the podcast because you're a character through and through. And there's not right. so many of those left in the scene. Right. Um, this is also something interesting because I feel like that's more appreciated in the open styles community. Mm-hmm. And now that I've been in there for I think a good year and a half, like I've been able to tell the difference, you mm-hmm. know? So what do you see as the biggest difference between the breaking community and the all styles community and the events that happen in those scenes? Yeah, so um, being in both of them, and, and you've been in both of them too, so I think you can kind of see this as well. Um, I, me personally, I feel like the breaking community isn't as open as the all styles community. Right. It's not as welcoming, to be honest. Like. Mm-hmm. A, a lot of people get I don't get shunned or mm-hmm. whatever for trying something new or they're yep. back because it's not breaking or right. whatever the case may be you know yeah. what I mean and, and and a lot of the times I see people trying to push that limit in breaking like they're trying to mix in styles mm-hmm. and do things like that which is dope that's, that's tight and I appreciate it you know what I'm saying but not everyone's on that wave mm-hmm. you know what I mean and, and growing up in the scene because I didn't grow up in an all-style scene, you know what I mean? Sure. I grew up in a breaking scene, yeah. and um, as I was growing up, I noticed a lot of haters. They shun shit all the yep. time, and um, it, it's, to me, you can't grow like that, you know what I mean? I, I really want the breaking scene to grow as a whole. I, I really want breaking to keep its core, core values and all that good stuff, but I also want to see it grow, you yeah. know what I mean, and expand, and, and 
to be honest, it's a, it's a super weird concept that they put out there where it's like, no, 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 that ain't breaking, that ain't breaking. But <laughs> yo, son, yo, check out breaking, bro. You know how much influence breaking got from different things? Martial right. arts, freaking yeah. tap. Like, right. bro, the Indian step. The Indian step came from another culture. Like, right. you guys have to realize that breaking is developed from different cultures. You know what I mean? So not accepting something else that's going to be blue is, is really interesting. You know what I mean? It's and, hypocritical, almost. Yeah. yeah. It, it, and I always felt like I couldn't be my whole self in breaking. I get um, you. I, I felt like it wasn't going to advance me in the competition or advance me in people's eyes overall. So as I transitioned into the all-style community, they accepted me yep. super quick. Yep. And guess what, dude? I'm super creative in that, right. that, that scene. And they appreciate me mixing breaking with what they're doing over there. And... Um, yeah, dude, that's like the biggest difference is, is, is the acceptance. And, uh, and like I said before, dude, I really didn't feel accepted in breaking. And maybe people did think I was dope. They never told me or, or you know, what, whatever, yada, yada, all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I don't expect people to walk up to me and be like, oh, you're dope, you're dope, you're dope. <laughs> I don't expect that. But what I do expect is to get the same respect that these other fools are doing that, oh, come on, dude, I, I can't do that. You, you right. think I can't do that? You know what right. I'm saying? Like. I've shown time and time again that I do different things and that I actually, actually care about breaking and my style and telling the story. And I put a lot of thought into this and to feel unappreciated for that time that I put into it. And that amount of effort is really funky when someone comes out and they just do a blah round. Right. And I'm out here like really, like you said, I'm really challenging you to think and, and come on this journey with me. And you vote for a blah round, and they crash. Right. Oh bro, man. Yo, if Just we can talk worst. about judging on this podcast, but we <laughs> got to talk about judging. We're bro. gonna get into but, it. Like that could be later. But I'm saying, like, dude, like, yo, come on, man. That, yeah. So that kind of pushed me away from breaking. You know what I mean? And and, and I went towards the all style stuff. But that's that's the big thing is acceptance, dude. Acceptance is a huge thing. This is also a big thing that I noticed is that the open styles community, like you mentioned, they appreciate creativity yes. but also even when it comes to moves you get props in the all-stars community for doing something that's like maybe not that hard and then in the breaking community it's completely different it's like maybe in the open styles community like i'll do i don't know like a like a footwork tech and it's like in the breaking community people will just like look at it and be like oh another footwork move but in the open styles community they're like oh my god that yeah. was nasty yeah but in the breaking community if i do like this crazy power round People will be like, oh, that was tight. Right. And then the open source community, they're like, oh, well, it all just kind of looks the same. Right. right. You know what I mean? Yes. So it's so different because, like, just people appreciate different things. But also, I just, I really like when people notice the details because yes. breaking yes. in a breaking competition is just like, oh, it's really about the moves. Like, yeah. that's, and th that, this is a good transition to judging because I've been a judge before. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you've been a judge mm -hmm. before. You judged one of my battles mm -hmm. recently, actually. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> and I think for me, what I look for is creativity. Mm -hmm. Like, I also preach clean, like being clean, cleanliness. Um, but I think for me, like if you're pushing the envelope and you're being creative, and at the very least, like trying to incorporate the music, because that's also a lost art in the breaking community, um, you're doing like a very good job of presenting a good round. To me, it's not necessarily about the moves or like how flashy you can be, but it's more so like how true to yourself can you can you be, and how true to the music can you be, right. but also you know be clean. Um, but I don't know what you look for. Let's talk about what you look for. Then we'll talk yeah. about what bad trends we've seen in judging because <laughs> yeah, i'm yeah. sure we can get into that no, one. of course man yeah so <laughs> honestly what i look for dude is, is first of all um how well do they connect to the music mm -hmm. that's very important if if we didn't want to connect to the music bro why, why, why are we beat? playing it yeah 
<laughs> yeah, why? Why? Why exactly. are we sitting here listening to the stuff? You know, there's a reason why the music is playing, right? So I want to see how you interpret that music. Mm -hmm. And to see you just do whatever to the music and not connecting is very boring to me. Right. You know what I mean? Like, dude, that's 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 like watching someone that can't dance. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. You off beat like ain't nothing happening. Like, it's it's all cool. Like even if you do something and then you fall into the music and start writing the music then and all that I can even appreciate that yeah. but if you go a whole round not even like and I'm not talking about like doing a CC on one you know low count <laughs> at a high whatever you know what I'm saying like I'm not talking about that I'm talking about actually writing and there's so many levels into a song that right. I want to see it all so that's what I look for first right and then I start diving deeper into obviously technique and Things like that, movement, uh, whether or not they're flopping or crashing. You mm -hmm. I take these, I take this very, very serious. You know what I'm saying? Because I work hard right. in my craft to be very clean. If I, dude, I could do the most difficult moves that people are doing and crash, and if that's gonna win me rounds, then okay, then I'll start. Might as well just do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that doesn't make sense to me. But like, I appreciate how someone takes the time to be clean. It's very important to me to be clean and come correct. Look, dude, you're. you're you're coming in and you want to be judged. Cool. Come with your A game. You don't come right. with your A game. I don't care how important your name is. I don't, dude. Honestly, like I'm not about that whole name game bullshit. Oh, I've seen man. big names crash, and I would have voted their asses out first round. Right. That ain't my fault. Right. Well, it's my fault because you you flop. <laughs> that, that cool. Guess what? You got tomorrow to battle. You right. got the next week to battle. Yep. Cool. Just because you want that level, that don't mean nothing to me. Like I don't care. Like a lot of people dude, get a pass on their rep. So much, bro. I it's see that so much. So I just I seriously don't care about that because guess what? Someone that worked hard to get to that point and battle you, and guess what? Maybe they don't have a big name. Maybe they're a local cat that just wants to battle, dude. Hungry, and wants to yeah. make a name. Cool. Well, guess what? They beat you because they came clean, they came correct, right. they wrote the music, and they did everything right. You flopped. You crashed. You did something wrong, or you took it easy. Right. You took an easy round. You slacked. Don't nope. get away with that, nope. dude. Don't look, dude. They gotta be held accountable. Man. Yeah. If you're at that level. They're pro athletes now, or artists, whatever you want to call them. You know what I'm saying? They gotta compete at level. the highest level. Yeah. At all time. They're competing yeah. at the highest level exactly all the time, and I get it, dude. Most of these cats are super dope to get to that level. Yeah. And of course. No, I'm not saying they're whack. But I'm saying it's whack for them to get away with shit. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So crashing and flopping is a big thing for me. Repeating is a big thing for me. Dude. Right. Yeah. You're gonna be at that level. Obviously, you gotta have different rounds. Yeah. You know, that's what you practice for, right? right? And I've seen a lot of cats do the same shit later Ooh. rounds and in big events, big Red Bull events, bro. Oh, that's true. It. That's true. I'm, I'm watching. I'm judging. I'm like, he did that two rounds ago. How are y'all <laughs> missing this? And y'all getting paid to judge these big big events? Right. Like, come on, dude. And it, this is just me personally. And people might agree, people might not. And, and that's that's fine. But I think something needs to be done because I have seen a lot of bias. I've seen a lot of homies pass through because they're the homies. Right. You know I judge mean? yeah. my own crew, and I judge my own crew hard, bro. Because I see them every day. You know what they do. They're capable of yeah. Right. So recently. Uh, my own crew battled and I had a judge and it was the one I judged you at, right? The same event. Yeah. They're doing the, the Bonnie and Clyde and it was me and my, my boy Rev. And guess what? My boy Rev flopped. My boy Rev flopped and I pointed it out to him like, bro, you flopped. That's it. That's and I'm honest with him. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. That's my boy, but I ain't gonna pass him, dude. You didn't come correct. And he knows that. He knows I'm real with him. Mm -hmm. So he appreciates that. He respects that. But um, that's how I am with anybody. 
I don't care if you're cool That's the way it should be. That's being very objective with your judging. Dude, why would you... Just because you're the homie? Guess what? Be good. You know what I'm saying? Like... (laughs) That's it. Like, be, be good, be raw. But that's that's basically what I look for, dude, honestly, is, is that stuff. And when it gets to a higher level, it, it's more nitpicky. Yeah, you have to be. You have to be. Because you have to assume that everyone's at the same yeah. level, high intensity. Yeah. 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 So that that's just what I see. You know no, I get but, you. Yeah, yeah. And like you mentioned, a lot of judges pass their homies. Or I hate when this happens when, like, people make the bracket so that like these high level names don't necessarily have a challenge up until yeah, yeah, yeah. or I don't know this is this is a big pet peeve as an event promoter I think once I make the bracket I'm not going to change it this is the bracket mm-hmm. even if like the two best guys are battling top 8 that's the bracket that's how it's going to go mm-hmm. maybe it's not going to be an interesting final but that'll be a really interesting top 8 right? right but I've seen a lot of promoters do this thing where it's like I don't know pick your favorite b-boy pick favorite b-boy a favorite b-boy b and uh-oh they're meeting up in top eight mm, let me let me switch it around because yep. i don't want this yep. to happen soon yep. it's like they have to battle whoever it is yep. at any point in time because the other side of the bracket they might not be as skilled but they have they have to go through the same journey yep. um so i don't i don't like that whole like because of your rep you get this special treatment right. where you right. have to battle like supposedly like less competitors so right. you can make it to the finals be comfortable right. and then at the finals it's supposed to be a good battle I get it from a promoter's perspective, but also nobody stays to the finals. Like no. the the attendance you have in the top sixteen, it dwindles by the oh, time you get course. to the finals. At the finals, it's like twenty people maybe mm-hmm. at a local event. So it's like you have to really be um, keep the integrity, keep the integrity yeah. of the event, stay true to the bracket. There's a classic song. Oh man, <laughs> everyone's rolling by today. No, it's quiet, and now everyone wants to roll by. Hey, so. you got to provide environment music, man. <laughs> so that people know where we're at right um but no that that's a good point on judging homies should not be passing right. i've judged my homies before and i've told them straight up after like you know you, like you said you flopped like yeah. i've seen you do this better like i know that's not even you're like you're round you're just going easy and like right. you can't right. there's someone on the other side of you that's trying twice as hard as they've ever mm-hmm. tried before because they know that you got a name right you got to treat them with respect bro like if i see you toying with them you better be toying with them on some like real clean like whatever you know yeah. but stay true stay true yeah, what you're you doing to. you have to because then you, you just throw everything off you yeah. know what i mean also another thing there are some judges that are judging these days that i feel like are not very qualified oh for sure no, like okay. a lot yeah. of the time Dude, a lot yeah. of the time yeah like to me i think you should reward people that are coming up like putting in rep by giving them these judges positions mm-hmm. Just because someone put in rep 20 years ago, right. 10 years ago, right. but they, they haven't been active, they maybe haven't kept up with the evolution of the scene, right. it doesn't make sense for me to, right. to have them judge a high-profile event right. or like even a local event, to be honest, because these are paid positions. Mm-hmm. You need to be rewarding your local artists that are putting in this work consistently, mm-hmm. and that maybe they're not the best judge, but you can't become a great judge without practice. Right. You know what no, I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. So, like, I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't no, no, no. That, that's what I'm saying. Like. Yeah, no, it's um, that's that's another thing, man. Is being unqualified judge, dude. Like, look, I'm gonna be honest, man, and I love your idea where it's like, yo, let's bring up local artists that've been putting mad work. Let's give them opportunities, and and I think that's a great idea, dude. Honestly, I really do. Um, but at a certain level, it needs to be everyone needs to be held accountable. Yeah, and of course. If you're gonna be a judge, you have to be an excellent judge, dude. Like, it. Not everyone can judge. Right. I'm gonna be real. Not everyone can judge, just like not everyone can teach. Right. And your skill level yes. doesn't mean that you're the best teacher or best judge. Right. Because you've been doing it for 20 years. What What does that mean? That you have the eye for it? I don't think so. Right. I've seen dudes that've been breaking for that long, sitting on their cell phones. Right. 
You know what I'm saying? Like looking away, looking up at the ceiling, like eating during the battle. Yeah, like yeah. I'm like, bro, what I'm are you like, doing? Yeah. <laughs> what? Y'all got paid for this, and, and this. You, that's like another topic yeah. is being professional at events. Right, you know what dude, I'm saying? Like, yes. Oh my god. Oh my god. So, so like that's that's another thing. But to be a qualified judge, I I personally think that there should be judging workshops. I think there are certain level B boys that should be teaching people how to judge, and there are qualified judges out there. Don't get me wrong; there's a hell of qualified judges yeah, out there, of course. and they get hired for things, right? But I also think that we need more judges to be at that level because we've seen shitty calls oh, at the highest yeah. levels. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And the excuse for those shitty calls are ridiculous, bro. Right? They're so empty. Yes. I'm like what like that's your excuse for making that call and right they're, and they're just they get away with it right because they have a name and mm-hmm. all this whole name weight bullshit it's like so it's stupid. like dude so i'm stupid. like whatever dude but anyway i think i think you need to learn i think you need to practice judging i think you need to get better at it you need to train your eye if that's what you want to do like right. you need to learn how to break down rounds you need to learn how to explain these rounds if they right. ask like exactly dude you need to be a an analyzer if you're gonna judge it's a job it's Essentially, a job we're getting dude. booked for a job dude and they have this problem in, in other organizations too like fighting and things like that where judges are unqualified oh to right judge these boxing fights. yeah boxing the cards uh, get called MMA, out a lot. Yeah. yeah like dude they're like what what are yeah. they doing so it's obviously a problem that promoters hire bad judges right, right? well in our community we're so close we can fix that yeah it's true know promoters mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so if we put this in place where we're like, yeah, let's have judging workshops. That's that's the you first time I've ever heard of that idea. And it makes so much sense. Dude, please. Like, yes. have people host these things and educate, uh, you know, the people coming up. Yeah. Right? So now we're qualified. Now we understand and now we learn. Dude, you can practice judging by watching YouTube. From videos. your home. Yeah. Dude, yep. practice watching people's rounds and understand how to break them down. What's missing? What's not? What... What, how would you judge this one? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? We can do workshops like that too. You yeah. know what I'm saying? We can do live battles or we can do battles off the internet. It doesn't matter, dude. But at least we have someone there breaking it down, letting everyone know, hey, this is right, this is wrong. And there should be a foundation to judging. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, there should be a level, you know, and then from there, you obviously have your opinion. Right, right? of but course. guess what? There's there's a foundation in, in the judging, you know? And then on top of that, it's your call and stuff like that. Yeah. But I mean, like, come on, dude. Like, why am I seeing judges let people crash and flop? Right. That should be part of that the foundation. That should be a foundation. If you crash, guess what? You lost the round. It's you universal flop. right there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, come clean. We're in a battle. We're in a competition. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to be your best. If you're not your best today, you're going home. Right. That's exactly. It. Exactly. And and it's, it's important because you and I are passionate competitors. Mm-hmm. We've done this for a very long time. Right. And it's frustrating to see... People, like both sides of the coin, like people that are really well known just get like passes on stuff that just makes no sense. But also people that are working really hard that might not have the biggest name, they're putting out these crazy rounds and it's still like like a unanimous decision yeah, for the yeah, big name. Yeah, it's yeah. like, where did yeah. that even come from? Yeah, yeah. And I hate that every jam has a moment like that. Mm-hmm. We're just like standing there and you're like, what was that call? Yeah. And then when you ask the judges, I mean, I've heard, there's some judges that actually like are really good at explaining it. Right. And like, if you can hold your point down, you can explain to me like why I lost or whatever. I respect that. Right. I might not agree with you, right. but I respect that you broke it down to me. But if you say something like, oh, you didn't go long enough. Like what? Excuse me? Pardon? Right. right. <laughs> like, sorry. I didn't, I, would you rather have me just drag out my round as opposed to like provide just a complete compact package? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. We need to have judges workshops. 
we need to hold everyone to a standard. And then I, I'm still on the idea that like at a local jam, maybe like not your biggest $3,000 prize pool jam, mm-hmm. your $100 jams, like give someone an opportunity. Yes. yes. That's even if they've done. never judged before. Yeah. Like at least they'll find out if they're a good judge because yes. anybody can judge from a computer screen. Right. But in the moment when yes. it's like a hard battle and you got to make a call, yeah. like where's your heart going to go? Right. And, and I think that's a great idea, man. Just like you give uh, local talent at exhibitions at those mm-hmm. events. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Give local talent uh, a judging uh, position. Yeah. yeah. Opportunity. And uh, let them work their eye in a live event. Great. I mean, that's a great idea, dude. Like we don't. We don't need super big names to be judging local events. Right. I mean, it's cool if you want to if you want to pay for for them to come out and, and that's what you want to do. Like, I, I have no, you know, I don't have a problem. You're the promoter. You can do whatever you want to do. Yeah. Um, but I mean, if we're giving our community a chance, I mean, that's I mean, that's a great opportunity for them to learn. We want them to learn. That's how they learn. Yes. You know. But I also think that um, we should also give other opportunities, like like the workshops that I talked about, things like that. Uh, just trying to build all around. You know what I mean? But it's I, cool. Yeah, I think that's great. A lot of people never have to explain their position. Right. Like, maybe like people. I feel like this is. From my judging experience, a lot of people from prelims always ask, what could I have done better? How could I pass? But I don't really get questions about top 16 or top 8 or top 4. Maybe finals. Maybe the, like, the person that lost is like, hey, like, can you explain to me what I could do better? Right. But typically, you don't really have to explain. Unless you get called out. Because right. I've, I've been called out before. That's fine. Uh-huh. And that's also a way of explaining. Like, all right, if you don't agree with my call, even after I explained it, we can run this. Like, right. I can show you why I'm here. And that's also an important thing, by the way. If you're going to judge, be prepared to be called out yes. at every point in time. Yeah, Some judges show up in like flip-flops with a burrito, and I'm like, dude, <laughs> if you get called out today, you're done. And you know, you know what's funny is that um, the, the last event that I judged, uh, Fatal Steam, right? The one yeah. we went to. Um, I did show up hella fancy, right? I was you dressed, did. But guess what? In my backpack, I had shoes. I was ready to change. And if someone <laughs> called me out, I was going to battle. Dude, I was. Dude, I wore pants that were able to stretch. I was ready. You are ready. Yeah, no, no. I came... Like, hella fly, but I was ready in case someone wanted to call me out. I was cool with that, you know what I'm saying? I know that risk. Right, you know exactly. I mean? As yeah. everybody should have, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, that's also just, this is a great segue. Explain your reasoning for showing up to a jam so fly. Like, a lot of people are like, oh, I'm going to put on my Adidas shirt, like my baggiest pants. Like, I got to be able to sweat in this shit. You're pulling up in suits, bro. Yeah. Like, full-on suits, <laughs> like, slick back hair. Like, you look like you're... <laughs> <laughs> it's like a meme. You look like you got a jam at four, but a wedding at five, bro. <laughs> That's how it is. It, it makes no sense to me, but I appreciate that so much because yeah. here's another thing. The hip-hop game has been notorious for having its own fashion sense. Mm-hmm. So it's important to stand out from that because, you know, not everyone's going to do the Adidas tracksuit, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. But also a lot of people lost that concept. Some people just show up just to show up, which is fine. But I think showing up to an occasion, dressed like you're dressed for an occasion, mm-hmm. is important. Right. So explain that to me because... Even though I feel like I dress nice, you definitely, like, threw me out of the water every single time. Now, I always tell you, like, damn, bro, I hate you. I dressed, I dressed nice today, and then you just throw me under the bus like that? All right. Now, you definitely fresh, dude, and I appreciate the style that you bring, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's cool to see another person do that, you know what I mean? And it, it's men's fashion, you know what I mean? Men's fashion. And uh, it's, it's, you know, I, I like doing it because that's who I am as a person. Mm-hmm. I like dressing like that, you know? I like being fresh. Um... And, and don't get me wrong, I wear hoodies, I wear beanies, right. I wear hip hop clothes. I mean, yep. you know, I don't, I don't really rock the jumpsuits and the Adidas. Yeah, and I can't stuff. do that. I don't, I don't really care about like the. I'm not a real like sneakerhead, so I don't care about that kind of stuff. But people do, and, and I respect that stuff. Um, but for me, my real thing is, is dressing fresh like that. Blazers, freaking nice like nice shoes. You know, um, it's it's just a part of me, man. I, I love that. I, I I just love that fashion, man. 
it's uh, it makes me feel good. You know what I'm saying? I walk around and, and I feel nice in it. Yeah. You know? I don't feel like I'm about to just chill. I feel like I'm I'm, I'm ready to handle business. That's what yeah. It really there we like, go. Ooh, yeah. So um, so I just love dressing like that. And and again, I like pushing that envelope. Mm -hmm. Guess what? B boys don't do. B boys show up in sweats and whatever. You know what I'm saying? And guess what? I'm not like that. Right. I'm different. And I said that at the beginning. I, I like to push that boundary. And I'm a weirdo. Guess guess what? Maybe some people are gonna look at me like, "What the hell is this dude doing?" You know what I'm saying? Like, and I, and surprisingly, I thought I was gonna get more hate than I did love at the jam when I dressed like that. Mm -hmm. But I actually got more love, and people were like, "Oh, dang, you hella fresh and all this." Yeah, stuff. dude. And, and I was like, "Oh, I was like, oh, I was really, I was really surprised." Bro, you, you know, popped yeah. out looking like a million bucks, and I was like, <laughs> "Damn, what's going <laughs> on? What kind of jam is this, bro?" <laughs> but like, I won't. If I'm gonna battle, I'm not gonna show up like that. Right. right. But it, you, you did that too at the top sixteen yeah. Invitational. <laughs> So the reason why I did that is because it's an invite, right? So this, this is my, I'm going to let you know. If I'm judging or if I'm invited, I'm going to dress like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because that, that's the whole John Wick kind of character thing. And mm -hmm. it's mostly for like freestyle battles because obviously breaking the men shit about that. Right. Because they no, can't appreciate it. Right. No. You know what I'm saying? So I'll do it for like freestyle stuff. But um, if I'm judging either or, yeah, I'm going to dress fresh, dude, mm -hmm. because it's an occasion for me, you know what I'm saying? I got paid to do this, I come professional, I come for, you know, to handle business, and that's what I am, you know, you know what I mean? So, it's, it's funny that you brought that up, but yeah, that's that's why I did it, because it was an invite, and I was like, all right, cool, I'll, I'll come out like this, I got invited, um, I don't really have to fight my way to the top, like, it's not really like that, I, I came to have fun, Yeah. you know what I'm saying? So that, that's why I'll, I'll do that. Yeah. I think you battled Stampede in Tough Four. I did, I did, I did. I did. And you're like, no one's going to vote for me? It's like, uh, hey guys. No. Hey, for the record, I voted for you, bro. You actually did. I, saw I, had, I had my hand up straight. And I gave you a high five. There we go. So that Stampede was killed it, though. No, dude, dude, Stampede crazy. is nasty. I that dude is so dude. crazy. I, tr I tried, and guess what? He, he I tried. Me. Yeah, he caught me in the later rounds, so I lost like most of my, my stuff. Right, I no, two 100%. Rounds, two rounds every round. Or every battle and yeah, those battles were like two or three rounds. Yeah, like exactly. they could go really yeah. far. So, yeah, a lot. I, I gave up most of my stuff in the earlier stuff. So I did my thing against Stampede, but Stampede is always nice. He's a hitter, and guess what? I'm gonna continue to try to battle Stampede because he's yeah. one of the greatest. No, he you know? he smoked me. He like wiped the floor with me, and, and that's fine. And that's okay. I can say exactly. I can admit exactly. that. Exactly. I respect Stampede like yeah. that. You know what I'm saying? Like he's dope. He deserves those props. Dude, yes, a hundred percent. If I get smoked by someone that, that doesn't try as hard or is not as good as me, then I have problems. Right now, we got a problem. But, but no. he definitely, definitely is one of the dopest. That was a great event. I'm. Damn. That was fun. It, it was just fun. reminds me how there's like not events going on. Yeah. But hey, let's focus on the positives, and also let's yes. focus on you as an actor because yeah. we've talked about you as a dancer we've covered all the bases here but tell us about your acting career how did that get started when did you decide to dive into that pool it, it's kind of funny because like uh, i've been dancing so long mm -hmm. and and i just put two and two together yeah. because when i dance i perform yeah right and it's it's basically like theater mm -hmm. without talking that's wow you know? that's, that's good. what it is yeah. and that's how i thought of it and i was like well, i can do this dude i could build characters in front of the screen that's I true do this and I always like movies. I'm a real big like movie. I'm a film guy too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, you know, Tarantino, whew, amazing movies, amazing films. Even the ones he co-directed and stuff, like Desperado. Bro, I was just blown away. I'm like, dude, this is so dope, and, and these characters are dope. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of work, though. You know what I'm saying? And when yeah. you step into that scene, it's, it's it's tough, bro. It's a tough industry, but it's fun. It's rewarding. Mm -hmm. um, so I just it, it was just an easy transition, and and I wouldn't say easy. 
but you know, I, it was easy decision for me to make that yeah that choice. And um, as I transitioned, uh, I realized that I'm not a great speaker. Mm. It's weird. Yeah, interesting. So I'm an introvert. So like, I get you. I had to act double. You know, right? So yeah. most actors are outro or not outro introvert. Extroverted. <laughs> Extra. <Yeah. laughs> what is it? Extroverted. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not, I won't say outrovert. You're an outrovert, bro. <laughs> Terrible. See what you see? What I'm talking about? Like, yeah. again, I'm not perfect. I don't care. You know, right. so I don't care what people think of me. Uh, I can mess up all day, and I learned that through acting. Right? Um, you can't be perfect in acting because uh, people aren't perfect. Right. They're really not. And you're playing a character that's a person, or you know, whatever else, but. Mostly, it's a person, and those people aren't perfect. They have problems. They mm-hmm. go through things. They're they're broken. Like, and that's the best acting is is showing how broken you are. Right. You know, um, and that's cool. And I learned that through acting. It helped me a lot in life in general. Um, but yeah, dude, just I mean, just learning all that stuff was super fun, and, and just performing and, and growing as an actor. Um, it, Movement wise and all that helped me from dancing, mm-hmm. um, and I just really had to work on my, my my voice and delivery and stuff like that. So, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I haven't looked through your um, work as an actor necessarily, but what would you say is your favorite project that you've been a part of up to this point? Oh, snap! We need to capture this now before you get you know recasted as John Wick further down the line when Hell they do the reboot. No. Dude, <laughs> dude, honestly, dude, I low key wanted to get casted for the next Wolverine. Oh, I dude, yes. Are you I, kidding dude, me? Dude, I'm like the perfect height. You got time. Dude. He's not coming for a while, but you got time. Dude, right? I just need to buff up, bro. Yeah. Honestly, I, if I buff up, I could be a perfect Wolverine. But, you know, they're going to pick somebody that's already established. Probably. They yeah, will. unfortunately. No, they will. They, for sure they will. And, and whatever, dude. But that was like a goal of mine. I was like, yo, I'm never going to be, you know, the Hugh Jackman. Right? right. That's, that's a separate. That's you can't Logan, touch Hugh Jackman. Yeah, yeah. But guess what? I'll wear that mask. You know what I mean? That suit, like, I'll be yeah. that, that X-Men Wolverine. Dude. I could see that. I could you know? see, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, either that or Punisher. Whatever, dude. I don't care. John Bernthal is such a good Punisher. Dude, I love him. That's, that's why I wouldn't ever the, want to yeah, take that I can't touch. You can't yeah. touch that guy. I love that dude as an actor. That dude is amazing. He bro. is. I, I think all of his roles are yes. really good. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think he's been underappreciated as an actor up to this point. Oh, for sure. For sure, dude. He is amazing. But um, I think one of my favorite roles was uh, was the project I did with. Um, I'm sorry, I'm so blanking. Uh, Mike the Cure. Mm. Yeah, we did a project together. He um, acts too. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. He's he's I don't uh, know. he's been in, in multiple projects and oh, stuff. Shoot. So really good actor. He's he's really fun to work with. Um, but that one was like super like just intense. And the reason why I liked it was because I was so hands on with the project. Me and him worked over a year on the project yeah oh, like he he was writing it before that and then he he approached me uh, he actually approached me then he started writing it and and then i was like yeah hell yeah dude i'm down and then we started choreographing it and we choreographed for like i don't want to say four months but i feel like it's longer than that oh wow yeah it was constantly just building choreo in his garage mm-hmm. and we would train we would break and then we would do choreo and it was just a, such a huge process and it really got me it really allowed me to see the process of building a real story from right. start to finish we created this this amazing uh short film and i had a lot of fun with it it was one of my favorite projects because of that um but i mean i obviously want to continue to grow in that field and I'm, i have a lot of things that i'm working on now that i'm writing and, and are going to come mm-hmm. and that's why i'm just like straight building my production company up so i can 
film everything that I have in my head. You know, I want to get it all out because I've told these stories to people, and they're like, "Dude, you, should, you gotta make this. You gotta make this. Right. Dude, it's amazing. Like, how do you think of this stuff? All this stuff." And I'm like, "I don't know. It's just <laughs> what I do. You know what I'm saying?" But for sure, that was my favorite project because from start to finish, I was so hands on with it. Yeah. Well, that dude, you're doing this for me. These are great transitions <laughs> because the next segment was going to be talking about your production company. For those that may not see, I don't know if we're gonna. Well, we will record in here, but let me just set the stage for you. We're recording here on his dance floor in his garage, but also half of this garage is a production like setup. He's got cameras, he's got lights, he's got big screens, he's got his computer. He's set up. Yeah. He's ready. Um, how did you make that decision to just establish something like that? I know you talked about the the projects inspiring you and people telling you to get it started, but how did you get? How did you make that decision? And where is your vision for this? Yeah. And how far does it go? Oh, dude. Yeah. No, this is a this is an awesome question. Um, so the way I got started with this was was honestly um, I I was doing a lot of photography before right like when I was younger and stuff yeah. and, and I got props from a teacher and which is really interesting because I think teachers have a lot of weight in, in what we do with our lives that's you know true what I'm saying? I agree so with that I went on a, I went on a school field trip I was at a zoo I borrowed a camera from a friend and I took pictures of these animals. I was looking on the bus and, and I was looking through the photos and, and the teacher saw, she's like, oh my God, you took these? These are amazing. And I was like, what? I'm, I'm really good at this thing. Yeah. So I started to continue that and then I kind of slowed down a little bit and when I moved out here, uh, I got back into it, right? Uh, and the homie uh, Prosper from Squishy Doshes mm -hmm. was really into uh, uh, filmmaking or videos, right? And he was doing that and I got really inspired to get into videos because of him. And um, I told him that too recently when I saw him like a couple of years back. I was like, you're the reason why I got into making films and videos and stuff because I watched your work and it was amazing and I wanted to, you know, yeah. do that stuff too. And um, so I started uh, just, you know, getting into that. Then I started getting into acting, right? And I learned in, in the industry, actors are so disposable. That's true, so, very true. And I was like, well, I want to be a decision maker. How do you make decisions? Well, you have your own production company. Right. You decide what you want to make, right? Um, you write your stuff and do all that stuff. You make other people's projects, you help them with that. I want to be that guy, you know what I'm saying? I even tried being behind the camera in Hollywood too. That was cool too, but again, feel disposable. Right. guess what, you work for somebody else's company. Anybody can do that. Anybody yeah. can do that too, yeah, anybody. And I'm like, all right, cool, nah, I want to, I want to make my own thing, right? So where I want to go with this um, I want to make a lot out here in Riverside because Riverside uh, supports the arts so much. Yeah, and true. I love it. I love it that they support the arts like that. And I, I, what I want to do is what they did with Warner Brothers, what they're doing with Sony and all mm -hmm. these other big uh, lots that they shoot shoot on, make films and whatever. Uh, I want to make sets out here so people can create out here. Mm. We don't have to go to L.A. Because right. everyone thinks that L.A. is the dream, yeah. whatever. You got to go to L.A. if you want to make it Bro, big, yeah. It's terrible. I've been out there, dude. I know what it's like. You know what I'm saying? And I don't know the life. It's whatever, dude. Some people like that life. I don't. L.A. is fast. Dude, it's, it's Everything fast. is so fast. But guess what? You know out in the I.E. we're different. Yeah. We in L.A. You yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> so if we got something out here, oh, we best believe it's I.E. status. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's why I want to do it out here. I really, really do want to build this production company up so that I have a facility for everyone to grow and everyone to make stuff out here. You it's know what I mean? And guess what? If we hire you, your ass got to drive out here. We ain't going out to you. Right, we're not going out yeah, to yeah, LA. We ain't yeah. driving that hour out to you now. We out here. This is the hub now. You know what I'm yeah. saying? That's what I want to build. And if people want to help do that, you know what I'm saying? I'm all for it. But, like, 
that's what I want to do with my production company. That's tight. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because you make a good point. Like, L.A. is very, very fast. and There's a lot of competition out there, yeah. and it doesn't always feel the most genuine, with, like, with the most genuine intentions. Right. I've been in that scene for a little bit, too. I, yeah, they, they'll call you at 10 a.m. and be like, hey, can you be here at 3? Yeah. And you're like, damn, I'm not even in L.A., but now yeah. i got to be there. And once yeah. you're there, it's like this. You're in, you're out, and you're like, damn, that just happened. Yeah. Um, but that's interesting that you like put yourself in that position where now you're helping people get to that point. Mm -hmm. People are going to be like, damn, I'm driving out to IE because I'm making this happen today. Yeah. So that's crazy because that's also, that's breaking your ground right there. Yeah. Creating your own thing. Yeah. Starting out, giving people something to look forward to and contribute to. Um, so you do, you do a lot. You do a lot here as an artist. And we've dissected who Looney is through yeah. and through for yeah. the past 45 minutes. But now I think we want to talk about you as a whole. What moment stands out to you the most as an artist? What, is, what would you say is one of your most uh, glowing accomplishments up to this point? It could be dance related, it could be film related. Can, can I say multiple ones? Yeah, go hey, for it. Cool. This is your chance. This yeah, is your chance right finally, here. Highlight reel. Finally. Um, dude, honestly, like, uh, because I do so much, right? Um, as a dancer, uh, one of my biggest accomplishments was just getting recognized for what I do. Because, mm -hmm. like I said before, I really felt like nobody really noticed me, paid me any mind, right? Yeah. But little did I know, people were watching, right? And, and one of the, a couple big names have have, have come up and, and said, "Yo, you you're nasty, dude. Keep yeah. doing what you're doing, all this stuff." And and I mean, I can shout them out and stuff, uh, but. They helped me keep pushing and, and realize, okay, I'm doing something right. You know right. what I'm saying? And they're they're true to the game, so I respect it more. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So yep. they they're like they're super dope, and I, I I take it in way more than if it was just some random dude saying, hey, you cool. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, villain, dude, villain has always given me props, even when I was like, like just like doing whatever. You know what I'm saying? Uh, he was always like, yo. You're nasty. Keep doing what you're doing. Like, yo, I'm always watching you. Every time I see you, you're getting better. All this stuff. And that shit's tight. Because hearing it from someone like him that I've seen break and I think is nasty, yeah. um, it's inspiring. You want to keep going. You know what I mean? Um, and, then, and, and then Impact, too. Uh, recently, a couple a uh, couple years back, he, he, uh, he ran into me at a jam. He was like, yo, man, what you're doing, dude, it's, yo, it's where the scene is going. You know what I'm saying? Like, Those are some big words. You're, basically, he was like, yo, you're the future. Keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I was like, oh, dang. That's really dope. Because I always thought that. I always thought I was ahead, ahead of the game. And in, in the way I think, in the way I see things, I always thought I was trying to push further than where, where we're at now. Right. Um, and then uh, Knuckleheads Cali was one of the biggest to just be like, welcome me in. And they don't welcome anybody, bro. Right. They're, like, they're a real tight-knit family. And uh, they do what they do. And they're cool with everyone. But to... To be around a knucklehead is different. To mm -hmm. have them open their doors for you and, and do all that stuff is crazy. And uh, the first person to, to actually notice me was uh, PA. Uh, and I looked up to him like a big brother, dude, because uh, when he was doing his, I don't even know if he remembers this, when he was doing his Road to uh, Red Bull. Like I was, remember that. Yeah, I was just yeah, talking about that with someone like not too yeah. long ago. Yeah. So uh, he was doing that whole, that whole like, it was basically like a campaign for yeah. him to push to Red Bull. It was inspiring. Yes. And I, I messaged him and I was like, dude, because he, he said something like, are you ready to take this journey? And I'm like, yes, yeah. I'm ready to take this journey. I hit him up and I was like, dude, I'm ready. Like, let's do this. And he actually messaged me back and I was super surprised. And he's like, don't. Let's do this, right? And then, you know, uh, a year goes by and stuff, and, and my uh, crewmate Freedom knows them, right? So she's real cool with them. Mm -hmm. And she introduces me to Knuckleheads and all that stuff. And then my other boy, Brian, uh, he's in my crew, uh, Skeet. 
he was training with PA because he was taking his students. So mm-hmm. he was like, you know, training with him and all that stuff. And then finally, uh, Chris took me under his wing and was like, let's train. I'm coming out to Cali, let's train. So he put the time and effort into me and I appreciate that so much. Um, and I really learned some stuff from him. Uh, but just, yeah, just that accomplishment there in the dancing, bro, is, is freaking mind blowing to right. me because I always felt unappreciated. And now these super dope cats are like, yo, you're dope. Dude, PA is a pioneer of like style. Bro. People yeah. don't know because like he's not very active anymore. But when you just you so just have to do some quick research, yeah. bro. You just have to do some quick research. I yeah. looked up to PA for a very long time yeah. because he stood out. Right. He wasn't like everybody was doing this, this, and that. But he stood out, and I was also really behind his uh, road to Red Bull. The reason why I brought it up is because it was in my liked videos on uh, YouTube, uh. and I was scrolling down. And I was like, Yo, what happened with this? Like, what? Because I don't think he ever made it to like World Finals Red Bull, but he yeah, did so compete they, at like. So, what happened was like he. Uh, I feel like he got rejected, mm. you know what I'm saying, from Red Bull because he was doing everything he could to get there. And when he did do all that, again, judging, you know right. what I'm saying? Same with Thesis. I think Thesis is one of the best B-boys in the world. Dude, yes, I agree. Today, yes. dude, doing what he does. And to say he can't win a Red Bull event, I'm like, dude. bro, you got to be, you got to, dude, you're crazy if you think Thesis can't take out anybody that's won Red Bull. Um, whatever, dude. That's another thing. That's another topic. Exactly. Yeah, but but um, I also don't want to leave out uh, Mike the Cure. Mike the Cure was also uh, a big help to me. He opened his doors. Uh, we trained a lot together, man. And uh, he's inspired me a lot. Um, so And he recently had a kid and all that stuff. Mm. So congratulations Congrats to him. To him. He's, uh, he's doing his, his dad thing and stuff. <laughs> so obviously we can't uh, you know, get together as much. But uh, hopefully soon... Uh, kind of beat up and, and do that stuff but that's definitely tight. Mike too and uh, them helping me out but uh, yeah I mean as an artist like in that section that's a, a great accomplishment and just building this getting this area is an accomplishment in my production side you know what I mean being able to do that and make videos for my people that's, that was a big accomplishment for that so this is like a creative hub right here dude to be honest yeah. with you like you could do anything here yeah it, the possibilities are so endless and it's like right we're standing on your like dance floor <laughs> right but you could like be editing a video and then be like oh this is a good idea and you just throw yourself here yeah. that's crazy that's I, I can't do yeah that. dude that's what i wanted to build is a creative space and this is this is what you got dude i i'm jealous of this i want to <laughs> oh man but it's like an hour 45 drive all the way out <laughs> i know i'm sorry dude i know i don't even trip dude it's cool i'm glad i'm here i'm glad i'm here um so we talk about highlights we talk about accomplishments but it's always important to recognize low points in careers but i think because right. i think that really defines your integrity but your drive so if, if it's comfortable with you talk about one of the lowest points and something that uh, definitely stands out to you as maybe um, like a notable I don't want to say like not highlight but you know what I mean like a, a down point in your career mm-hmm. um, and, and you could talk about dance you could talk about you know being an actor yeah I mean um, as a dancer uh, Again, I just I, I keep going back to this topic of being unappreciated, dude. But that could cause a lot of people to just quit, and I've heard yeah. it before. It's definitely happened. And um, I, I don't want to sit here and cry about that. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, that's not what I'm trying to do. I'm not because I'm still doing this. Yeah. Know? I mean, no matter what, because I love it. Yeah. I truly do. But there was a point in time where I kind of felt like, why am I doing this? Right. You know, um, why am I breaking? You know, I I just want to step away, and I did step away for a while, and that's why, like you said, you haven't seen me. You know, in the breaking scene yeah. too often, um, and I'm very selective of what I go to and, and when, what I, you know, who I battle with, and things like that. 
Um, and and honestly, dude, what brought me back was was my friends and my my you know my people. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, my student Mia. She's super. Mia Flo. Yeah, she's so nasty. Dude, man. she's a big inspiration to uh, my drive to keep going. Um, watching her progress uh, reminds me of me when I first started, dude. And it just brings back so many memories of why I started, when I started. Um, she's a true student of the game. Which is Dude. important. We don't get enough of those these Bro, days. It doesn't feel like words. a flavor of the month with her. It feels Mark like she's in it for She's going to be the nastiest. I believe it. Dude, I believe the it. The nastiest. I see so much potential in her. I, I see it too, dude. It's so crazy. But um, it's just, that was, that was a big low for me, stepping away from breaking, because I loved it so much. And the, the community was, it, you know, it is what it is. And that's how I felt. But uh, I'm back. I'm, I, actually, this year I was trying to transition back into it. Oh, really? And then Damn. obviously quarantine and all Damn. that stuff. Uh, so it's cool. I just I'm training and I'm, I'm trying to get my stuff and, uh, right. Um, but then you know that's what trans- helped me transition into freestyling, and I'm appreciative of that too. You know because I love it. I I love freestyle. It's a lost art, I would yeah. say. Yeah. It's it's um, it's so unique because it's like the MMA mm-hmm. of the dance community because it takes everything, yeah. every tool to work with. There's nothing left out. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's why I like it so much because I could do, I could be me to the fullest. Yeah. Like everything. There's nothing I'm cutting out. You're getting who I am in a freestyle battle. That's who I am. Yeah. Truly. You know what I mean? Um, so that was definitely a low for me is just stepping away from the game and, and just feeling like that. But, you know, I, I came back into it and, and I'm breaking with people. Uh, obviously, I told you, you know, a session and stuff because, you know, I always want to want to break with people and You're stuff. build, yeah. And, and if I don't, ever win a competition and breaking again I'm okay with that dude because my goal in, in that is to battle the best people right I, I don't care if I battle them in prelims top 16 top 8 I don't I don't care I want to test my skill against you and that's what it is yeah you know, that's the way it should be yeah, to be honest because really wins wins are forgot the next day they really that, that's how crazy it is really like one day you're a winner the next day you're back to square one yeah. back in prelims yeah. that's how it works yeah. but the impression you leave it's forever. Yeah, no, for sure. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, so as we come to a close here, we've, we've had such a great episode, and I'm glad we covered all the topics that we did. Um, but if you had to give one piece of advice mm-hmm. to someone that was looking to create maybe their own production studio, to become an actor, or to at the very least just stand out and be themselves fully in the dance community, what would that piece of advice be? Look, honestly, man, in everything you do, it's going to take a lot of work. There's a foundation to everything. There's all these skill sets you have to learn um, and there's so much that goes into anything that you do right and my biggest advice is enjoying that journey because like you said you may win today and everyone's going to forget that you know what i'm saying but guess what when you reach that goal that you want I, say i wanted that big production thing right once i reach that then what you know what i'm saying right. that's my goal yeah. okay now square one again right now what do i do you know yep. what i'm saying enjoy that journey Enjoy the days like today, like where I get to talk to you about that dream. You know what I'm saying? I, I'll, I'll remember this forever because when I make that, I'll go back to it. And I'll say, dude, I, I enjoy that so much. Just putting that out into the universe with the homie. You know what I mean? So enjoy the journey. Enjoy the time you put in, the, the, the effort, the highs, the lows, bro, the, the struggles, dude. You have to appreciate day to day because honestly, that's the only thing that's worth it because when you look back, and, and if and say it was just given to you, that all all that experience, um, 
all, all that struggle, all that knowledge was taken away from you because someone just gave it to you, just handed you right. the keys, right? Mm -hmm. You didn't have to, like, you know, you didn't have to fight for anything. You didn't, you know, your character wasn't built around it. Yep. You don't learn any lessons, how to fail, how to succeed. Nothing, dude. Enjoy that, dude. And just enjoy the process. That's, like, my biggest tip to anybody that's doing anything. Because everyone wants to be perfect. Everyone wants to reach that goal. Everyone wants to do whatever, you know? But they forget that it takes time, dude, and you have to appreciate that, dude. It's like appreciating okay. life every day. Right. Just do that. Just do that. It's going to be way way more fun for you. Yeah. 100%. Dude, you got to live the, in the moment. Dude, in the moment, it might seem like a huge struggle. It might seem like you're going to die, whatever you're doing. You know what I mean? You might get super frustrated and want to quit. You're going to wake up tomorrow and feel different. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And appreciate that you felt like that because know that, okay, I already know what that's like. I can move forward now. You know what I mean? Appreciate everything, dude, honestly. Just enjoy that stuff. And that's the biggest tip to anybody. Um, even even now, even if you, you're already doing the journey or you finish your journey, um, look back and appreciate things. You know, it'll, it'll make you, you know, happier. I yeah. feel more fulfilled, you know. I think uh, just to build on that, I think all the moments that I think about my breaking journey, I don't, like, I've, I have wins, but I don't think the wins stand out as the most, like, fun part. They're, they're rewarding. Mm -hmm. They're rewarding for sure, but... It's all those like late night sessions, the building. It's maybe the, the food spots that you check out after the jam. It's connecting with people. It's moments like these where you get to build that really stand out that I really appreciate. And I agree with you. I think everybody should appreciate the journey yeah. because uh, that's what makes the result worth it. Yeah. Yeah, that's the payoff. Dude, it really, dude, it really is. And uh, I'm glad that you, know, you look back and, and see that stuff because that's what it's about, dude. Honestly, like... At the end of the day, like it's about the community. Yeah. You know who who your homies are, who your true homies are, and who you hang out with, who you kick it with after the jams, who you break bread with, mm -hmm. like all that stuff. Um, like you said, late night sessions, bro. Like, dude, all of this is, is, is crazy, but you don't have a lot of time in this world. Right. That's true. You really don't, dude. A lot of people think it's forever, but it's not. It may seem that way because today seems long, but right. dude, time flies. Tomorrow's gonna fly by. Yeah. It's gonna be a week from now. We're gonna be dang. We did that podcast a year from a year ago. You know what I'm saying? Like things are just gonna fly by, but you gotta just appreciate today and just be like, all right, cool. Like I got my people around. Uh, I'm healthy. You know, live it up today and, and just appreciate it. You know, it's tight. So we're coming to a close here. Um, so before you become a GQ model, before you know you become the next Wolverine, uh, are there any plugs? Are there any shout-outs you would like to make to anybody on the podcast? Maybe you got something you want to promote. Um, uh, this is your space. Let people know where they can find you, where they can find your projects. Okay. Oh, I didn't know I had all this. Nah, you. This is you, man. This is you. People are listening for you. Uh, shout out to uh, Breaking G for doing this and what you do, man. Honestly, I hit you up a while ago and just wanted to let you know, hey, I appreciate you because I think people need that encouragement to let them know they're doing the right thing. You know what I'm saying? And I think you're doing the right thing. And I told you that back then, and I'll tell you that now, dude. Keep doing what you're doing, no matter what. I don't care what people say, dude. I think you're doing the right thing. And I told you before, I'm a straight shooter. I'm not going to lie to you. I really, really, really do think you're, you're doing something special. Appreciate that, so man. Thank you. Continue to do that, dude. It is so dope. Um, but, I mean, just shout out to my crew until we die, man. Um, and shout out to my homies in, in Reno. I've been connected with them again. I had a crew in Reno, dude. Uh, Social oh, societies. Yeah, oh. yeah. When I used to, I used to, I chilled out there for like two years. I built a crew out there, and, and the dude that taught me power out there, uh, just cause he's a he's a big homie. Uh, so shout out to him, dude. He was uh, a dope inspiration. Uh, so shout out to them, you know, the crew. Uh, shout out to Sevens for being so welcoming to me, dude. And, and SD, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Like 
uh, they opened their, their doors to me, and I su super appreciate that, dude. So shout out to them. Uh, you know, just shout out to our community uh, for uh, you know supporting us and, and being around, especially in these tough times. Yeah, you know what I'm saying so. Shout out to all the homies who've been reaching out. Um, check out, I mean, check out my production company, One Shot One Film. We definitely have a lot of things coming. Uh, I'm on YouTube as well, so you know, sub subscribe to my YouTube, uh, One Shot One Film. Follow me on Instagram, One Shot One Film. Uh, my personal Instagram is uh, Gabriel Luna Soria. Follow me on that, because uh, I'm the John Wick of this shit, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, so you'll find me, you know who I am. Um, but, uh, man, I, I, I mean, I think that's pretty much that it. That covers the bases? Yeah. That was I, good. I mean, yo, one more shout out to the biggest support of my life is my girl, you know what I'm saying? Like, she actually really does hold it down. She helps me with my production. She helps me with everything else. Um, so uh, that's love to, right there to Jazz, Jazzlene. Uh, she's uh, super dope. Um, she's gonna help us do this thing tight. Yeah, I'm excited. You know I mean? So yeah, yeah. People don't know, but it's coming. Yep. But um, uh, yeah. So uh, that's it, man. Thank you. Thank you for having me, dude. I really appreciate this. No, thank you for being on, man. Thank you. Thank you for sharing your story. Yeah, for real. Yeah. I learned a lot about you, and hopefully everybody at home learns a lot about you, too. I hope so. Yeah, yeah. So to everybody listening, this was Looney from Until We Die. Uh, stay safe out there. Quarantine is still a thing. This pandemic is still a thing. Uh, keep your distance. Stay safe. And as always, keep breaking new ground. All right. Peace.